Where are the lines between your personal life online and your professional one? This week, we're going to have a very interesting conversation about what happens if you inadvertently or overtly say something offensive online and it blows back into your workplace. This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And for years, we have all sort of hid behind the shield of free speech when it comes to what we do in our personal lives online. We have our own little personal Facebook feed. We have our own Instagram and Twitter and so forth. But these days, what you say online, regardless of if it's on your workspace or on your personal space, can come back to haunt you. So this week we're going to talk about what happens when you say something you shouldn't and what can happen to your job. This week we're going to have a very, very interesting conversation. But before we get into that conversation, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you know, we keep circling around this topic of the influence of online content. I mean, we've done special episodes on TikTok vets and vet professionals. We've talked about, you know, what happens in private Facebook groups when it goes public. And we've talked about, you know, again, the emergence of Instagram as a way to educate clients. And we've, I think you and I have been very clear that there's a distinction between your personal stuff and your professional stuff. But these days, Becky, if you say something on your personal page, there's a whole mob of people out there that are going to dig it up and maybe take it to your employer, your state medical board, or elsewhere. I mean, this is kind of becoming a thing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's obviously in the veterinary industry, but I think it's happening in all industries. And um, the technology to screen record, right? Screen grab. You know, we say like, if you put it on the internet, it never goes away. Right. It's right. so true. And I don't know that we always um, really maybe necessarily believe that as, as true as it actually is. And I can't say how many times I've uh, paralleled a conversation in one of these groups where they're talking about unprofessional things that got said, and then it got deleted, but everybody's always got a screen grab. And, um, and then it gets back to the employer one way or another or or the team or whoever it gets leaked right and there's consequences and i just know that there's this this moment of frustration for my colleagues when this happens that i see and for myself as well that's like am i required to be professional 24/7 and where do i get to go blow off steam and i think this is something we've talked about a lot when it comes to bullying and complaining and client shaming is where do we get to go blow off steam now? Because my husband's sick of hearing it. My family doesn't <laughs> understand it exactly because they're not in the industry, right? Right. Where, do, where where can we do this and not be afraid of losing our jobs? Or are we just required to be on our best behavior 24-7? And viewfinders, I think we want to make a clear distinction at the outset is if you on your personal page make some racist, misogynistic, just overtly offensive content and it comes back to cost you a job or something... I'm sorry, I don't have your back, right? I mean, so Becky, I think it's I think we can both agree that, you know, if you if you're out there saying hate speech, that's kind of a whole other category of stuff. Well, is it? I don't agree with it, but at the same time, is it just a more extreme example of you don't get to have your own rights and beliefs and stand for them and voice them 
without the consequence of losing your job or losing friends or, and that is granted, don't be racist. Don't be a jerk. But like, <laughs> if you are still, you, you do in this have the right in America to be overtly right. racist on your own. But if you do that and you do that on a platform where you're venting to the world, now you can lose your job over it. And I've seen it happen with tons of people on TikTok. And that's kind of what started this conversation is people are losing their jobs over one minute videos. Right. And, and again, viewfinders, the other danger with this. So again, there's the there's this patently offensive stuff that Becky and I are kind of going to park over here in the extreme corner of sure. this conversation. But then there's things that are just taken out of context. So now there's a text stream, right? And you and your buddies are texting back and forth or are chatting or whatever, right? Becky, it's easy sometimes to isolate one of those little lines and misconstrue it. Sure. And that's like traditional media throughout history, right? right. You know, there's a famous <laughs> picture of Prince William where it looks like he's giving the world the finger. But right. if you take it from another angle, he's like waving or right. carrying yeah, an yeah, orphan yeah. or something very humane, <laughs> right? But it just looks bad from the other angle. So sure, you know, people have the ability to, um, you know, manipulate these images or or even your context or meaning, Right. Right. But at the same time, too, some of these are coming directly from a context of a place, no matter what <laughs> angle you look at it. Is it their right? Is it your right to just be pissed off and vent and be mad and sling hate because we've got the right to free speech? Or is it like, sure, you have the right to free speech, but you also have the right to consequences associated with it? I think it's a really touchy point because... Again, I have a professional page and I have a personal page. Now, a problem I run into is most professionals find me more readily on my personal page and add me there. And I'm like, well, okay, but now you're subject to all of my democratic beliefs and postings, <laughs> right? But I, feel, I still feel like it's my safe place. And if you don't like it, you have the space to leave. However, I have met consequences with things I've done on my own page, as well as so many of my colleagues. Right. And if you're the future heir to the throne of England and you shoot off a crowd of bird, yeah, <laughs> you might have you consequences. Didn't. That's right. <laughs> and so, but it's a really interesting conversation, viewfinders, because I, like Becky's saying, okay, I've got these two different platforms. So if you go look on Instagram, you'll find like Becky personal page. I'm not going to tell yeah. you where it is. And you're going to find Becky RBT, which is, you know, where we tend to communicate when we want to share our content with you viewfinders. And so what if she posts something on her private page that you would disagree with, you know? And again, you know, Becky, I think this has all become heightened with this concept of cancel culture and all of it. I sure. mean, you know, it's like right now everybody is sort of on edge because we're hearing tons of stories about celebrities, politicians, you know, business people who somebody's unearthed this comment they made three years ago. I mean, wasn't there an entire like bachelor season or something unraveled because of something somebody posted like three or four years ago, right? So, so I would have no idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I saw it in the pop news, but sure. you find her family probably knows what I'm talking about. But, you know, again, this other element that I think we need to be aware of is there are people now who are mining the internet for these right. instances. Like, so right. it's not just a celebrity thing. I mean, there are people out there that feel compelled to find every instance of something that could be offensive. And, and again, they all have their own little particular particular domain, right? So some people are going to be looking at, at whether it's racism or, or transphobia or whatever, right? I mean, they, they mm -hmm. find their thing and then they go out there and, oh, well, Dr. Ernie Ward, I think maybe he was saying something that I disagree with. And then suddenly it blows up on you. I mean, Becky, I don't think that 
in this day and age, it's just relegated to the realm of the celebrity. I think this can affect everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it is everybody, and it's as big as your circle, right? Yeah. So if your circle's as big as your family, you're going to say something that pisses off your Aunt Sally, and Aunt Sally's right. going to tell her kids, and then your cousins are coming for you. And then if your circle's as big as, you know, ours, where we have a podcast, it opens up the door for people to just bring in blatant criticisms and oftentimes just mean yeah. statements that really mean nothing. For example, you can look at, reviews or people hate my voice some people love it by the way i have been told i'm amsr for some hi guys <laughs> if you're listening and you love my voice i'm talking hi, to you yeah <laughs> but there's other people who hate it and misophonia is a thing and fine goodbye but they've gone out of their way to make me feel bad about it they've gone out of their way to point out directly to me how much they hate my voice and me because of it and I have colleagues, you know, who put up, who are gorgeous individuals and they're at the beach and they put up a picture and it's on their social media and then all of a sudden we're ragtagging them because they're in a bikini or something. We're body shaming. I mean, it's like everything you do has to meet somebody's standards or they come on your, your space to tell you what you're wrong about. And I've gotten in some kind of nasty arguments on my Facebook page or Instagram where people will say, you're doing this or you're doing that with this post. And I'll say like, I get that that's your perception and that's fine. You can come at me and educate me about how you feel about something, but you don't get to come at me and tell me why I don't get to do it. But it's like, if you choose to be in the public arena, you choose to get this criticism. And I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah. And, and that really is a broader conversation, Becky, because at, at what point do you say, you know, hey, this is I'm just expressing my opinions, my attitudes, my habits, my whatever. And yeah. I understand it's going to offend a 0.5 percent of the people that encounter this. You know, are we then somehow allowing the the vast minority to influence the conversation or to somehow curtail what we would discuss? You, you get what I'm going at, Becky, because I feel, I, I don't know, it's, it's sort of like there's this backlash against political correctness, but at the same time, there seems to be a heightened emphasis on political correctness these past few years. It's like a big oxymoron, right? You can't right. do anything right. You can't... You can't change fast enough. You can't keep up fast enough. And it's it's like almost becomes down to like who you are as a person if you are not in line with this trend of current support or lack thereof or cancel or not, you know. Um, it's a hard space to navigate right now, which is why it's like the boundaries have to be drawn and you have to be able to say, well, like, where do I get to be me regardless of what society is mad or not mad about? Whether right. they agree or disagree, right? Right, right. I mean, we can't all be Illuminati with everything we believe in <laughs> and having to have these underground meetings because, like, I still like to eat avocados, but avocados are associated with deforestation. Right, right. So, again, there's two things going on here, viewfinders. One is this sort of, like, again, if you're going to make offensive or, or, or deliberately, intentionally offensive stuff or knowingly offensive stuff, you know, stuff that's really put you, that's, that's one category. But the other thing is sort of this accidental, like, you know, Becky and I are saying, look, we've posted these things, had no intention whatsoever, no belief whatsoever this could anyway offend somebody. And then suddenly somebody decides to write, you know, 15 pages 
messages of why this is so wrong, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I think that's the one thing. The other thing is, you know, viewfinders, what do you think? I mean, yeah, let's say you're scrolling through your Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever, and you run across something that isn't patently obviously offensive, but it's like, eh, I don't know about that one, right? I mean, at what point do you stop what you're doing and decide I'm going to rail against this person? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. or when do you just say, screw it, move on or unlike or, or whatever it is that you want to do, right? You know what I'm saying, Becky? It's like, I don't know. I mean, shouldn't we sometimes just ignore this little stuff? I don't know. Are so we... like you aren't on TikTok. TikTok is such a, can we say TikTok this many times without getting sued? By, I, I don't know. Um, but the talk, um, it, you can actually like just hit a button and immediately reply to it with a video on your opinion. Um, so it's like not, you don't even have to go out of your way. You can watch this video and you have two different ways to either stitch or reply what you think back out there to it. So it's, wild and it is it, it creates a rebuttal so quickly so accessibly um and so publicly and i don't know good or bad i don't know i don't know because you're right we should mostly just scroll right but then do we learn like i have definitely posted things where people have come back and said like oh hey or i've seen things and had the opportunity to say hey like it is a little bit more user-friendly if you say this or that or try this or did you ever think about that so there's an opportunity to learn so like what's the line between educating and just like being a karen on someone's page because you don't like it <laughs> right, sorry, exactly sorry karens of the world that's not fair to you but uh, it kind of is but uh yeah and you're right i i don't this is probably why i'm happy i'm not looking at tiktok a lot because of this you know noisy type of stuff and again i think you're right there's an opportunity to learn there's an opportunity to improve and, and make progress but at the same time, sometimes people just want to shout out you. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know how that works, but let's get back to this conversation about the ramifications in your clinic. So let's say you make that TikTok video or you do the rebuttals, whatever you call it, stitching or whatever. Okay. Um, and so you say something that, uh oh, it lights up the internet and people are talking about what you were talking about. Now, what happens when your manager, your boss, your colleagues come to you, Becky, and they say, yo, Becky, that thing you put on TikTok this weekend, I didn't like it. How does that influence the day? <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. And I think that's what stemmed this whole conversation is it's really hard to be like, oh, um, yeah, that's my personal life. <laughs> right. That's what I was doing this weekend. And that's my life. And I get to and to have to justify your personal life, your personal thoughts, your personal prep or OK. But then what happens when you drag like um, so, for example, now you're seeing with your dog off leash at the beach and it's against the law or something. So then yeah, there's these areas yeah, that right. kind of dribble into veterinary medicine because you are a veterinary professional and you posted something unprofessional that could, you yeah. know, whatever. Okay. It's like really hard. And I honestly personally believe there has, this is where, when we talk about management, we talk to owners, you have to have a very strong social media policy. You have to have something written in very clearly that does cover social media action against anything that is blatantly unsafe or racist or whatever. But I honestly think as a clinic, like if you're going to police 
your social media for your employees or be willing to take action on something turned over to you, you need something in writing to inform of, of them of that ahead of time and um, or or to have a policy in the hospital that says, I am not going to, it is your safe place. I don't know, but I think we have to start drawing some actual like policies around it. Um, and I also think, like you said, we kind of have to learn to scroll a little more. Yeah. Ooh, and I like this now, Becky, you just really brought up two important distinctions here. So the first is, okay, you're in your personal life and you make a comment about politics or religion or whatever, right? So that's your personal topic. And yeah, your colleagues don't like it. Your boss disagrees with it. I mean, like that's one category and I want to get back to that in a second, but the other one, I hadn't quite considered, but what if you are seen, what if you post? And again, I think viewfinders, it's important to note, this is public facing stuff we're talking about. This is a TikTok video, an Instagram picture or video or Facebook post, right? I mean, we're not talking about something that you've deliberately tried to hide from the world and then somebody took a screenshot of it. We're talking about, you know, hey, you posted on TikTok this weekend. And what if you are doing something that's unprofessional, that's inconsistent with your like practice beliefs, the policies of your practice? And Becky brought up a, a good one, like illegally walking your dog on a beach off leash when, you know, it's, it's clear that the law says you're supposed to walk it on the leash during certain times or whatever, right? That's, that's a really interesting discussion, Becky. I hadn't considered that. What if you do something naughty in the vet world on your social media? Yeah, well, because you didn't consider it, you're fired. <laughs> we don't have a clear policy. You were out at the beach this weekend just having fun with your dogo, and you come to work on Monday, and you're fired because you didn't consider that. And this is the situation people are being put in, right? Like, like just yeah. like as much as your mind just opened up to this concept, now imagine you're in your, your manager's office getting fired over it. Um it's hard or having to even answer for it just in general. Like you're not a cop. You don't get the right to bust me for not having a leash on my dog or or do you? Um, That's where I think these policies have to come into play because, and, and, and again, I think it's where we start to maybe meet our employees as who they really are and not their employee face. Um, And we get down to their core values from there, we have to decide what do we, what do we, how much do we care about their core values, and is it something we educate and give an opportunity for, or do we go straight to firing them, or do we care at all? And I keep saying that as options because I don't know the answer. Right, and, and viewfinders, Becky just reminded me of a story that that broke. This was back in the early days of Facebook, and so this is probably going on 10 years or so ago. And and it was kind of a new thing. You know, people were exploring it and, and so forth. But um, there was a, a situation that I was made aware of where a an employee of a vet hospital, and I'm not going to say if it was a vet or a vet tech, but it was an employee of a vet hospital. And on their Facebook page, they, had, they were giving advice on how to treat an ear infection. And so I think it probably had just a pure intent. I think they were, maybe a friend had asked them how to treat a and, and this had your classic mistake of, you know, putting vinegar in water. I mean, Becky, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah. vet professional is on Facebook explaining how to make this concoction to treat a dog's ear infection. 
Well, you can imagine when the owner of the practice caught wind of this, you know, this is not what they would tell their clients. They did not believe in this policy or procedure, and and there were consequences. And and I was made aware of this because the owner of that clinic was asking for advice. And they were like, what do I do? Do I get rid of this person? You know, do I reprimand them? What do I do? And, and you know, I remember kind of going, oh, this could really morph into something more complicated. And mm-hmm. of course it has. It really has. Mm-hmm. So, so what Becky is saying is real. Uh, I think today it's more amplified. There are more social media platforms or more people willing to do it, but the lines are just as blurry, if not blurrier. So Becky, let me put you in that position. So you're the manager of this clinic and one of your, let's just say it, a vet tech, post a video on TikTok on how to treat your dog's ear infection. And it's a treatment that goes against what you do in your clinic. How do you handle that? You know, it's hard. I think the education part is important. And for me, again, it's does my clinic have a social media policy? Is this a first strike employee? What is this employee like overall? But I think if if all other aspects are in line as positive, I think the first thing is like, why did you think this was a good idea? Like, can you tell me what you were thinking when you did this so that we can find a better way to still meet your goal? Because if your goal really was educating the public, I love that. Maybe you would be able to stand behind the camera while one of our veterinarians explain that and we can post it on the clinic social media. I want to help that employee feel fulfilled in their efforts, their goals and their needs because obviously there's a reason they did it. And even when employees do ugly things like get on there and rant or complain or be, you know, client shame, there's a reason they're burnt out, they're upset, right? There's always a reason behind these actions. So I think the conversation's important. And then again, when they feel heard, they're going to hear you. So once we go through why they did it, I want to talk about why we can't do that. (laughs) Like why that's not going to be okay. And then based on that conversation, you know, we come up with our next steps. And I don't think that just coming in and um, deciding if they don't say what I want to hear, it's not okay and we're just going to end it. Or um, I think we just have to have a real learning process on both ends. Yeah, viewfinders, that is masterclass right there. I mean, Becky just did a classic redirect, so she acknowledges why the behavior happened in the first place. And you can apply this across a wide variety of issues with personnel or colleagues, right? So she acknowledged, so hey, tell me what, you know, why did you, what what made you make that video or or say that post or whatever, right? You know, and then redirect it in a positive fashion. And, and, you know, and again, we do this in dog training, Becky. I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like, hey, come over here. I know you're all crazy, but now let's redirect that into a positive. I train everything like dogs, okay? <laughs> right. it, you do what works, you positively reinforce, and you learn the motivation. Yeah, right. And that allows you to then take that energy, that effort, uh, that desire and motivation into a positive. So that, I mean, and I love that because you're right. If you just come in and say, what the heck did you do over the weekend? Uh-uh. You're not going yeah. this is not going to end well for, for either party and you're not going to move the needle. Okay. So well, they can't hear you, right? Like if they're right. sitting there thinking, Oh my God, I'm about to lose my job. Oh my God. I, I really like, you, you can't even think through those moments if you're not communicating in a way that can educate them. So even if you're not mad and you're not, you know, understand that you, you could still be shutting your employee down. Um, without just being really good at communication. I mean, as what, 200 and what episode is this? 227 episodes have we not said communication, right? Like it comes down to it. Always. I love that. Okay. So again, if, if you're a veterinary professional listening today and you're posting something out there, 
just kind of check yourself and say, is this in, is this consistent with if you work in a clinic, like you know, or am I going to somehow overstep those bounds? The second thing, Becky, though, that I want to kind of finish up today's conversation is, let's say it's on your personal page and it's one of those tough topics that, you know, can be controversial. And we're talking religion, we're talking politics, we're talking pet food. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So it's one of those topics that you decide for whatever reason to comment on, to reply to, to somehow engage in a conversation in a hot topic, and it gets back to your boss. So Becky, once again, let's say I find out that over the, or you find out over the weekend that I posted something that you found, wow, that's patently offensive. What the heck is going on with Ernie? I had no idea that he believed that way at all. I know it was on his personal page, but doggone it, it makes me uncomfortable around him now. How do you move forward? I think that is not your damn business. Sorry. <laughs> I just, if you are uncomfortable around them because they posted something that you, didn't believe in then you make physical space between the two of you as on a personal level and then you keep it professional because we're all going to work with people we either immediately don't love or we find out that there's a reason we don't love them and we have to get over it so i'm sorry but i really think that if it is religion politics anything that doesn't have to do with your professional life um we don't get to go there like we just don't get to go there and if you don't like it then stop following their page because you know more of it's coming Um, I I almost have like on my personal page, wish I could put those questions that you put in a group where I'm like, like, can you survive me being very, very, (laughs) (laughs) can you appreciate that? I am an ally. Do you believe black lives matter? Because if you don't, you will not appreciate my page and I don't want to hear it from you. So I just have to say, you have to deal with that on a person. I guess what it, I guess what it comes down to is you have to deal with it personally, not professionally. This is not you know. So you don't go have coffee with them, or right. if they're your friend, your work friend, maybe it's your work spouse. You go to coffee, you take it out of the clinic, and you say like, "Hey, I had no idea you felt this way, right. and we should really." I just want to understand better, or I want to talk about this, or I want to tell you, I can't have you in my life because of this in a personal way. Like you may have to break up, right? But you need to take it that line and say personally right. versus professionally. Right. And, and, you know, Becky, really what you're saying there, the best advice is to keep scrolling, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's, so it's like, okay, we understand. The other thing too, viewfinders, I, I kind of want to point out is that there may, and again, we're not talking about some bad stuff, okay? We're talking about, you know, like, hey, you're Republican and I'm Democrat, right? I mean, we're talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think we have a lot more in common than we have in in disagreement. And I think that's really getting lost in the conversation. We put these one one or two brands on ourselves and then it's like, uh-oh, I cannot associate with them. You know, I, I'll never forget years ago when I was running for, for Senate, Becky, a person came up to me and says, you know, Dr. Ward, I know you're the better man, but I'm never going to vote for a Democrat and I'm not going to vote for you. And I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> but we got to yeah. move past that. So if you find us, what I'm saying is like, let's say that, that your colleague, your coworker posts something again in that political, religious, whatever domain, right? You know, maybe it's even a sports team that, that you don't like, but you've got to move past that. And like Becky's saying, you've got to be professional. And that may mean that you don't go to a football game with them because they really like the opposing team or, um, but 
you know, that doesn't mean you can't work successfully and collaboratively and civilly in, in a workplace. And I think that's where people are getting this whole thing twisted, Becky. It's just like, if you're this one political party, I don't like you. It's like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? There might be two or three or maybe even a dozen issues that we disagree on, but everything else I like about you. I mean, we've got to get to that place somehow. Long-time listeners know my dad and stepmom unfriended me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah, I I laugh about it, but I'm like literally politics one over family. Somehow, um, uh, update, my dad's back to being a friend, by the way. Oh, good, good, good. At least till the next election, right? No, uh, not my stepmom, though. She still don't want to talk to me, but that's okay. I'll tell you what, I can live with that. And again, you have to decide what you can live with. But we, like you said, we've got to kind of pay attention to what are the personal lines? What are the professional lines? Am I actually affected? Um, And I'm just going to throw in here, guys, to maybe lighten things. That goes with grammar. If if you don't like my grammar, I spell something wrong. I don't need you to blast me on social. And if I have a meme that has grammar in it, that's incorrect. You know, I didn't make it. Please don't correct it. And just don't correct it. Scroll on. I totally agree. You know, I used to, I, and look, I am a grammar intensive individual. Yeah. You know, uh, that's just, in fact, my. We agree on the Oxford <laughs> comma per your wife. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the point is you kind of have to let some of that stuff go. <laughs> and, and, you know, Becky, what I'm hearing clearly, I think from both of us, and that I just want to remind the viewfinder family is this, is that A, there can be consequences to you posting things on even your personal social media. So it can come back into the workplace. It could cost you your job, depending on the degree of of offense that you've created or controversy, right? The second thing is we really have got to get past some of this stuff and and let go some of these disagreements and look at it as a professional relationship. So just because you and a coworker may disagree on who you're going to vote for in the next uh, election doesn't mean you guys can't get along civilly and work, do amazing things with pet patients. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hearing, Becky. Yeah, and I just kind of want to add... Like to your favorite line, lean into positivity. We can use these social media platforms to like lift each other up in such a better way. So change, like let's flip the narrative. Let's stop bringing each other down and correcting each other and being mad and finding opportunities to just lift each other up because I see so much positivity and support. We've got these, not one more vet, not one more vet support staff groups. We've got, you know, veterinary support staff unleashed um, moms with DVMs. There's so many places to go in and be celebrated, um, to go in and be supported through hard times. I would hate for these opportunities to get eliminated because of the tendency to be so negative. So you guys lean into that positivity, flip that narrative, and find ways to really uplift each other instead of grammar policing each other. <laughs> so viewfinders, how are you finding ways to uplift each other on social media? Have you encountered a situation where you posted something and it came back to haunt you in not a good way? We really want to hear your experiences, your perspectives, your opinions on this topic because I have a feeling it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Is my voice AMSR to you or do you hate it? I don't want to hear if you hate it. I can't change it, so don't tell me about it. You can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can find us on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder as well. And you can email us if you want to show ideas, thoughts. Uh, We want to hear from you, veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. The other thing, guys, we really, really appreciate if you can head over to iTunes. Just leave us the stars in in the comments. 
it really helps um, self-funded podcasts like ours, <laughs> you know, get out there and help people, you know, get this information. So please take a second. If you want to comment on anything, go over to our iTunes and do it. Yeah, please just go over there. Give us five stars. It means the world to us. And again, you know, we're doing this because we love talking to you each week. So keep lifting each other up. Put some positive content out there into the world. And you know what? If you don't have something nice to say, maybe don't say it at all. <laughs> Until next week, <laughs> you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to say.